one, a two, a one. It's time for the Better Horses Radio Show with Ernie Rodina. Saddle up and ride as we explore the Western way of life, horses and cows, family and friends, a relationship with the land, and a relationship with God. It's all here on Better Horses Radio. Now let's hit the trail with Ernie and his co-host, Don Dawson. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, don't touch that dog, folks. It is time to get around and talk horses. Hey, everybody, I'm Ernie Rodina. I'm Jeff Dawson. Don Dawson. And we are having a great day, aren't we, Ernie? You're the best. I tell yep. you what, I'm so excited to be uh, have that to be able to kind of help cover the road to the horse. What a tremendous event that uh, we we've been uh, as far as being able to ha- handle and, and cover. So I'm really excited. Yeah, we've got a great show lined out. But you know what time it is? We it is time for our inspiration. We do every week, and we have Pastor Steve Stafford with us today. Are you with us, Steve? Children, I am right here. It's good to be here in the presence of Jeff Dawson. <laughs> well, he is the great, the great banjo picker of the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Ron, we're missing Ron today. Ron is traveling, and he thought he was going to be available, and he's having trouble connecting. So he may pop in here later. But we wanted to make sure we had uh, me and and Ernie and our special co-host Jeff Dawson with us today. So we are good to go. So. Hey, Steve, you've got to get us started off right like you always do. Well, let's give it a shot. Hey, folks, you know, it's always good to be with you, too. Now, the other day, I read this story, which made me stop and think, now, listen to this. An old Cherokee told his grandson, there's a battle between two wolves inside each of us. One is evil. It is anger, jealousy, resentment, lies, and ego. The other is good, as it is joy. Peace, love, hope, humility, kindness, and truth. The boy thought about it and asked, Grandfather, which wolf wins? The old man quietly replied, the one that you feed. So it's our prayer here today at Better Horses that you feed the right one. You know, there's enough anger, enough hate and resentment, and there's plenty of jealousy in the world today. What we need is more positive action, more love and encouragement more caring and giving what we need what we need more of what we need is jesus because he is love hey this is steve stafford i am the pastor at risen ranch cowboy church and a very proud member of the better horses family thank you steve great message Hey, Steve, thank you so much. We love it every week. You know what to say, just somehow, some way, every week. So thank you. Well, hey, Steve, I got I got a little bad news about that banjo. I I left no, it no. I left I left it in my truck the other day. And when I was in town and when I come back, somebody had busted my window and they put two more banjos in there with it. Again, I'm going to find that guy. I'm telling you what, that's a hang. That's a hang at a fence, I think. That's uh, that's painful for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks so much, Steve, and tell Miss Debbie we love All right, her. Thank you. I'll do yeah. it. Talk to you soon. All right, you next week. Time. Hey, Ernie, we've got a great show lined out today. We're going to get to visit with Tammy Schrantz. Uh, she is director of operations of Road to the Horse. And uh, we are talking road to the horse today.
what an opportunity it is for everybody to be involved in that, that event. Can't wait to have her on the radio and learn about the road to the horse and really uh, excited about them being a part of Better Horses this year. Plus the fact that this event is in Cowtown, Fort Worth, and we recently made a trip down there. What a fun place. If you haven't went down there to see Cowtown and, and at Fort Worth, old Fort Worth Stockyards, uh, what a great trip to, to take all that in at the same time. It's going to be great. And then we're going to have Patrick Sullivan on with us today. He just won a big championship at the Appalachian Trainers Competition, and that is just a really cool and interesting event that he's going to be visiting with us about. But until then, we've got to go do our Kansas State University Veterinary Health Tip of the Week, and we have Dr. Chris Blevins talking about eyes and ulcers, Ernie. Aren't they fun to talk with, and don't we learn so much from them? You bet. As far as the eyes, and uh, like I said, just a great topic. And I had a horse that suffered from an eye eye problem here about a couple of years ago. And boy, it's important you know know what to do because a lot of times if you you get prepared right, it'll keep you from getting into worse problems. That's right. So let's go listen to that right now. Hello, friends. Ernie Rodina with Better Horses Radio Show here with our weekly KSU Vet Health Center in Manhattan, Kansas, their vet tip of the week. And so fortunate to get uh, Dr. Chris Blevins back with us again. We're talking uh, uh, eye problems in horses. Yeah, you know, the horse's eyes are so important. Um, you know, they use those for a lot of things and, and uh, making sure that they protect them is kind of a natural thing. And did you know that uh, horses' eyes are over 10 times as sensitive as human eyes so you can imagine if we get something in our eye how it hurts and you can only imagine what that happens to a horse if if they get something in their eye that's why they get pretty squirrely if they you know get some foreign object in there or even an ulcer uh you know some kind of scratch on their eye um they can be really painful and really hold that eye shut you know and so you know squinting and tearing uh, if you see that in a horse, uh, you need to get a veterinarian involved uh, pretty quick because an eye is important uh, to the horse and these ulcers can then become infected and these infected ulcers then can become a melting ulcer and they could go away or you could lose a horse's eye. And so uh, things are uh, important pretty quick uh, in making sure that you manage the eye correctly right off the bat, because if you don't, their eye sure could uh, go away or, you know, or have to take out an eye. And so that's just some things just to remember about uh, about that of the horse. And I always, uh, another interesting little fact is those little, uh, you know, uh, eyelashes that are around the horse's eye, the vibria, you know, those long hairs that people usually trim off. They actually are important because horses' eyes, because they sit outside, you know, on each uh, side of their head, they don't have uh, binocular vision or depth reception very well. And so those vibriae can tell if they're getting close to touching something so they close their eye and they don't get scratched. So try not to trim off the vibriae, even though they look pretty, they do have uh, an important aspect of uh, protecting the eye. Great point. And, and uh, take it from uh, your Better Horses radio host that uh, don't wait to hoping this thing uh, – this eye is going to get better because I went through a situation a couple of years ago where I thought just give it time and that giving it time caused my horse to lose its eye. And, uh, and so you want to get on it, get with your vet, 
have your bet get with Kansas State University. You work out that deal because the eye is important. And one thing I want to say, Doc, and just to get, is that treated, even if they lose it, the horse can still manage uh, getting around pretty good with just one eye. You bet. I've even seen a horse with no eyes running around doing a pole bending class. So, <laughs> Wow. Uh, amen to that. That's to get on that eye problem as quick as possible to get that infection taken care of. Dr. Chris Clevins, Kansas State University Veterinary Health Center. Thanks for bringing that. Make sure you work with your local vet and then feel free to work with Kansas State University Veterinary Health Center. Thanks, Doc, for all you do. Thank you. Awesome tip from Dr. Chris Blevins brought to us by some of our local Purina dealers. How about uh, Premier Farm and Home over in Topeka, Kansas? That's where I get my stuff that I can't get nearby. Also, Brummel Farm Service down in Garnett, Kansas, and Pleasant Hill Pet and Livestock over in Pleasant Hill, Missouri. And you know what? There's a lot of great Purina dealers across the country, folks. Go to purinamills.com, put your zip code in, and find that local dealer just around the corner from you. They support your local events just like ours do around here. So go let them know we, how much you appreciate what they do for you. Great point. Well, you guys, uh, it's going to be a great show. I'm very anxious to visit with our guest, Tammy Schrantz, along with Patrick Sullivan. And uh, we're going to have a great show. Ron, where are you? You should be in here. So we'll, we'll try to get him later. Especially talking with our old buddy, Patrick. So that's, that's right. Love. We love Patrick. You guys, we probably better take a break. I'm Jeff Dawson. I'm Ernie Rodina. And I'm Don Dawson. We'll be right back. No matter what discipline of riding you do, training, showing, and everyday stress is hard on your horse's legs. Decra Veterinary Products is a leading lameness company that brought you Osphos. Osphos is a quadrinate injection, an intramuscular bisphosphonate to help control the clinical signs of navicular syndrome in horses four years and older. Ask your veterinarian if Osphos is right for your horse. Decra Veterinary Products is a proud sponsor of the American. Stay cooler this summer by entering Merck Animal Health Sizzling Summer Sweepstakes for a chance to win an Arctic Summer Cooler. This soft pack cooler from Arctic is lightweight and durable. Take it anywhere, from a camping trip to the horse show. The cooler is leak-proof and insulated to keep your drinks cold for up to 24 hours. Enter before August 31st, 2022 by going to merck-animal-health-equine.com slash summer-sweepstakes. Again, that's merck-animal-health-equine.com slash summer-sweepstakes. We're here for the hardworking, the resilient. We're for the people who measure their days by what needs to get done, not by hours. Where kids learn responsibility at a young age and generations work side by side. Where work doesn't pause for holidays or bad weather, it just gets harder. Where value and hard work means more than the clothes you wear. We're Kleinschmidt's Western Store. Higginsville, Missouri. Routine dental examination and treatments are essential for high quality horse care. To prevent potential problems, a horse's mouth should be examined at least once a year. I'm Dr. Chris Blevins, equine field service veterinarian at Kansas State University Veterinary Health Center. We can examine the mouth and provide a treatment plan to meet the needs of each client and their horse. Visit us at ksvhc.org, the Veterinary Health Center, to discover to teach, to heal.
Hey folks, welcome back. You're listening to Better Horses Radio, and I am Jeff Dawson. I'm Ernie Rodina. And I'm Don Dawson, and we've got a great segment coming up for you guys. You're going to enjoy it a lot. It's a guest we've had on before, and we're bringing her back to get an update. She is brought to us by Merck Animal Health. Go to the website, MerckAnimalHealth.com. See all the products that they have. They, ha- they have the products Safeguard and Panicure, the wormers. They also have a line of vaccines for your horses. They're called the Prestige line of vaccines. So visit with your vet about what your horses might need right now during the August month of what vaccine is needed. So go to MerckAnimalHealth.com and check that out. Hey, Ernie and Jeff, we have Tammy Strauss back with us. She is the Director of Operations uh, at Morris Communications. She's in charge of the operations of the Wild Card, the Road to the Horse, and also Barrel Horse World, or Barrel Horse, National Barrel Horse Association. I'll get that right, Tammy. I shouldn't have messed that up. I was a director for 13 years. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, we are glad to have you. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So we are wanting to get an update on Road to the Horse and uh, see how things are going. The Wild Card Challenge is a huge event this year. Yeah, that's the first time we've done a dedicated Wild Card event. We've had the Wild Cards as part of Road to the Horse, our cult starting competition before, but we've never had an event strictly for Wild Cards only. So the aim of this event is to bring six talented cult starters in and just one of those six are going to come to compete as the championship competitor at Road to the Horse 2023. So we kind of look at it like a bit of a qualifying event for up and coming cult starters. Well, we've got to watch the wildcard challenge while it was blended with the main event. So then this is the first year that this is going to be that way. And I'm just, I'm thrilled with how this is going to turn out. I just think it's a cool way to handle it. And there's a reason behind all that in there. Yeah, it is. With a championship competition, it's really hard. We get a lot of applications, like hundreds of them. We have an Excel. We go through them as a committee every time we go to look at to select competitors and we're really limited by the amount of round pens we can have in there. So it is really hard to get listed as a championship competitor. So this will give people who don't quite have the marketing power or the backing of those large clinicians a chance to come out and, and play in the same arena. Well, Tammy, I tell you what, as a as a ranch manager and a cowboy, I can tell you for sure that this whole deal you guys do is one of my favorite events to watch. And uh, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, like even working the event, I remember, gosh, looking back here, it was maybe 2013, 2014. I should know. Uh, I was photographing at the time and, and Guy McLean was in and he'd stepped up on that platform in the final obstacle course and recited a poem that he had about his cult. And I remember just sitting there dropping my camera down with tears in my eyes, watching this going, oh my gosh, like this is just so moving to me. And then I was like, hey, you're, you're working this a bit, you know, like this is such a good moment. Take the photo, you know, like just sit there and cry. Yeah. <laughs> so it gets me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So tell us who the competitors are for the wild card challenge. Yeah, it was kind of our goal when we selected them to have a diverse group. You know, the horse industry we know is so wide that we wanted to represent all that. So we have two international people. The first one is 
Amanda Wilson from New Zealand. And people are aware of the Wilson sisters from her sister who won Road to the Horse a couple of years. So it's her first time to compete. She's a show jumper. She's an English discipline. She's from uh, New Zealand and a very talented young lady. So we're excited to have her. And the other international is Daniel Oliveira. He is a Brazilian cult starter who had a background in reining horses. And uh, I'm not sure how many years uh, he's been over here, but he came in and went to Ohio to ride Rainers and then came back down to Texas and started his own business. So there are two international ones, which, which I'm really excited about. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. The funny thing is like, you know, I kind of get to know these people and I've, I spent some time with Daniel and he is so nervous about interviews and the TV. And he told me he was coming to the stockyard. So I, I told him I would meet him there. So he thinks I'm coming out to take a couple of still photographs with my camera. And I'm like, okay, let's do Facebook Live. And he's like, oh my gosh, no, no, this is not why I called you, Tammy. I'm like, hey, listen, you think this is bad? You just give it a month. So uh, anyway, it's been, it's been funny to work with them and just the cultural differences and stuff have been uh, pretty cool. So yeah, they're, they've been a fun group. Tammy, this, this is Ernie, and and I just want to uh, compliment you on taking this event every year to another level. And people look forward to it. They don't get tired of it. And, and just want to let you know we're really excited about this year's event and uh, as well as all the other years. So appreciate all you guys do for that. You guys are class act. No, I really appreciate that. And, you know, and, I think the, I the the success for us is really in the details and making sure every little thing is thought of at the event and we always bring something fresh. And there's got to be this happy medium between bringing back celebrities that we all know, plus bringing in new faces. And Road to the Horse and the whole cult starting format that we have is so much harder than it actually looks. <laughs> So the, the clinicians that we have and the competitors we have that come in, they really are, are amazingly talented because to try and, you know, get a cult that well started in, in just a few hours with them is, is a mountain to climb. I was just going to say, I can tell you from personal experience that I know that's way more difficult than they make it look. And, mm -hmm. and I, I just have the utmost respect for those people uh, to be able to be on stage and start a cult like that it's really amazing oh absolutely especially with a whole packed audience full of cell phones <laughs> <laughs> right everything is recorded somehow yeah. some way for sure more than one angle <laughs> that's right well you have some people that we um are familiar with lee hart used to live yeah. around us and we're excited to see him in the competition ernie did you know that I knew he was going to be on there. He is a hand. And I just go off the compliments I get from horsemen that watch Lee Hart. I mean, he can he can get one started as good as anybody in, in the industry. And looking forward to seeing him compete up there. You know, he's been a big on ranch rodeo championships and looking forward yeah, to Yeah, Lee's him. super talented. I, uh, and, you know, I'm excited about all of them. We have uh, Nate, who is a Mustang Heritage Foundation trainer. He's won um, several makeovers, very creative, very talented. So to watch a Mustang trainer come up, I think is going to be 
super exciting. And uh, J.R. Robles is coming. He texted me a photo the other day of a horse he's bringing um, to ride for his demonstration. And I might get it wrong, but it's a Cremello Latus uh, Andalusian kind of bred horse. Uh, uh-huh. He sent me a photo and it is beautiful. I'm like, oh, oh my, my gosh. <laughs> so so uh, let's go over while you mentioned that we have just a couple more minutes, but let's go over what the schedule is going to be like that weekend, September 22nd through the 25th. Yeah. The important thing on the schedule for everyone to note is that Thursday is a free day. So if you want to come down, watch all the wildcard clinics on Thursday, check out the event, see if it's for you, meet the Colts. You can do that Thursday and just walk in. You don't need a ticket. And Thursday is going to be the day where we have all of the wildcard clinics. So that's a great day to come down and check it out. So coming into Friday and Saturday, we have championship competitor clinics. We have Dan James is talking a little bit about movie horses and how he gets them trained to do that. Mike Majors bringing Yellow House Canyon back to show, hey, this is the things that I've done with him since he won Road to the Horse. And so people can kind of maybe go home and do some of those drills. And then we have Guy McLean coming to do a clinic and as well as Ben Boldus, who has been a previous wildcard for us and AQHJ world champion. So we're very excited to have those two uh, featured on Friday and Saturday. And then Sunday's Championship Sunday, where, you know, where we spend Saturday night setting up the obstacle course. <laughs> and then all the competitors, all six of them will go through. So the other thing to note on the schedule is there's six wild cards and there's only three round pans at once. So don't think that you might come in in the afternoon and, and catch your wild card who might have gone in the morning. They're going to be divided up into groups of three. Three will go in the morning and three will go in the afternoon. So we're going to do that on Facebook Live and pull them out of a hat. So it's all fair and like little barrier drawer and we'll be good to go. So just keep an eye on the schedule and know when your favorite's going if, if that's the one you really wanted to catch. Well, we are looking forward to it. Uh, again, it's September 22nd through the 25th. This is in Fort Worth, not Lexington. So Correct. make sure, as Tammy said last time, when you go on to get your tickets, make sure you're getting 2022 wildcard tickets and not 2023 in Lexington. So you don't want to be <laughs> yeah. in the wrong place. That's happened. I'll just say that. <laughs> well, everybody, you can you can go to roadtothehorse.com, check out all this stuff we're talking about, see the competitors, find out about the 2023 event. And Tammy, we are so excited for this event, looking forward to it. You're welcome. Thank you, Tammy, for all you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. And just keep an eye on us and we'll be releasing the horses about next week for this event. So uh, it's, it's not a big surprise. We're bringing the ones we had from Lexington that didn't get picked. So... <laughs> If you liked them in Lexington, you'll love them in Fort Worth. <laughs> I, there were a couple that I would have picked that nobody yeah. picked. So I'm yeah, anxious to see them. <laughs> thanks. All right. Thanks, Tammy. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, thanks guys. Okay. Thanks, Tammy. Well, you guys, we better take a break. Sounds good. All right. I'm Ernie Rodina. I'm Jeff Dawson. And I'm Don Dawson. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, folks. This is Jeff Dawson, and you're listening to Better Horses Radio. 
And I'm Ernie Rodina. And I'm Don Dawson, and we're having a great day. We're missing Ron. He says he's going to get on here in a little bit. If he does, we'll pop him in. But we've got a great guest coming up, and he is brought to us by Decra. They're the makers of Osphos and Zymeta, two really great products out there for your horses. Osphos is pretty amazing. For navicular horses, it sometimes cures them, and most of the time it brings them back to at least being usable or a healthy state. So check out Osphos. It's O-S-P-H-U-S. You can go to osphos.com or decra.com and check it out. Hey, Ernie, you want to introduce our guest? Sure. I'll tell you what, we've got uh, uh, Patrick Sullivan, who is just an up and coming, just a great trainer. We got him coming on and then uh, uh, just uh, uh, so, so proud to have him on, on the show today. We are. Patrick, are you with us? Hey guys, thanks for having me on the show. And I got to admit, I love, you know, Better Horses Radio and what you do for the horse equine industry. And again, it's a blessing to be here today. Great to have you on, Patrick. Yeah, well, we are, we've got questions for you. What is the Appalachian Trainer Face-Off? That is, sounds cool. And you are the champion of it. And so we had to get you on here. We've never talked about this event before. Uh, so let's hear about it. What is it? So the Appalachian Trainer Face-Off is a, is a competition that the Heart of Phoenix Horse Rescue out in West Virginia puts on, where it takes 12 professional trainers as an invitation-only event and 12 amateurs and uses rescue horses, almost like the Mustang Makeover, but with rescue horses, to compete in a 100-day challenge where you partake in an event to compete against the other trainers and how far you can get with your rescue horses. So. That's what interests me because they're not easy rescue horses that you guys are working with. <laughs> That's right. So I actually received a seven-year-old just gelded four months ago, X stallion that was completely feral and aggressive. And they're not just these, you know, horses that are tame and easy. So the majority of the professional horses were feral and X stallions. Wow, that that uh, I can tell you from personal experience, um, that is a tough gig there, this working with horses like that. They, they definitely didn't make it easy on us, but that's the whole point is to showcase the ability that these rescue horses can uh, achieve in 100 days when given the right education. So tell us about your horse, because he, he presented some special challenges for you. Yeah, so it's it's kind of funny. I, I talked to the head of the rescue before the event. And I said, hey, I want to pick you pick. Give me the hardest rescue that you can find, because I want to see if Liberty will help work with this horse. And I ended up getting this horse called Guinness. He's a beautiful Palomino ex feral stallion. And he was aggressive. He tried to attack me three or four times. He would buck every single day with the saddle for the first two months. And he was just incredibly tough because not only was, was he feral, but he was aggressive as well. And it wasn't really until like the last month where I felt like we were getting somewhere and we were able to kind of make a change in his mindset. So how does this competition work? Uh, you do part of it at home? No. So actually it was all live and in person in West Virginia. And we just finished this weekend. So the first day we did the technical on the ground part, which is like ground skills, fly spraying, picking up their feet trotting them in hand, loading them in a trailer, and then riding. So it would be walk, trot, canter, back up, side pass. So that was the first day. 
The second day was a trail obstacle course, and it was incredibly difficult uh, obstacle course. And then the third day, which for me was my favorite, was the freestyle where we could do anything we wanted for six minutes with our horse. Okay, so you had these, it's similar to the wild Mustang where you had the horses for so many days before you go to the competition. That's exactly right. So we, we had them for exactly 100 days from pickup to the competition and all horses, but I think one of them made it from start to finish. That is amazing. That's amazing. I tell you, I have so much respect for you, Patrick, because I know what horses like that are like. And, and to have you take one like that in such a short, short hundred day deal and, and, and when that is, is man, you're, you're, you're the best. <laughs> well, I feel the same way about you, Jeff. And, you know, honestly, it's a God thing. Uh, I've had a lot of wonderful you know, inspirations and mentors, and um, I had a great horse. Even though he was tough, he really came around at the right time, and, um, you know, we did it together. And the fun thing about this event is I got to do it with my fiance, and she got to compete with the feral stallion as well, and she ended up getting six. So it was a kind of a family affair, and we were very fortunate and, and happy that how things turned out. Well, that's great news. So um, you, you took him home and you're not adopting him out yet, but you plan to, what are the issues that's holding you back from adopting him out right now? Yeah. So he, it was kind of a thing at the event as he did just such a great job and people watched all me ride him and he looked so broke and confident. And the thing is 90% of the time he is all of those things, but a week and a half before the event, he bucked me off. Like the thing is he still has that feral and that when he bucks, he just bronx. It's not a little buck. And, you know, I can feel it, but I've never felt like confident enough to let someone else ride him yet. And I still think it'll be a couple more months before I feel comfortable to have like an amateur ride him. But I do feel like once he's tame, he's going to be a horse for so many people because he's innately confident and he's just such a good boy, but he just needs a little bit more time before I felt comfortable uh, sending him on to his forever home. Once somebody does adopt that horse, would they not have to continue riding him on a regular basis to make sure that has gone away? I mean, where do we, where do we say, oh, I only need to ride him once a week? How do we know that? To me, when you first get, when you first get a horse, it's important to, to ride them or deal with them as much as you can. And then as soon as you start developing a connection or relationship with the horse and you feel comfortable riding them, then you'll know. You know, it's one of those things when you feel like you're comfortable with the horse and, and you know what they have to offer and, and and they can understand that bucking just isn't the right answer. And I think he's almost to the point where he'll realize that bucking isn't where he needs to go because he's really progressed in that area. Um, so when he goes to that new home, I think it'll just take especially a lot of time at the beginning with their new owner. But then he can kind of fade it in and out as they get more comfortable and uh, understanding of where he is. Hey, Patrick, uh, the other question I would have along those lines is, are you selective with who he goes to and try to match up people with your horse and, and that type of thing? Or, or does anybody just get a shot at him? So anyone will have the opportunity to, to you know, to be his next home. But I'm going to have the final say with the rescue and what I say is things going to be the, the best fit for him. And what I'm going to do for him is I'm going to put in a free clinic 
five free lessons in a lifetime relationship. I'm always there for the person who, who buys them. You know, Guinness is a part of my family and he's truly a special horse. And I'm going to be a resource for the, their new, his new owners whenever that happens, because I believe in him that much. And I think he's just going to be phenomenal and be able to do anything that anyone wants. Is this the first year that they've been doing this competition or has it been going on and we just didn't know about it? No. So I think this competition has been going on for like eight to 10 years now. So uh, it's just kind of getting more publicity here the last couple. And we hopefully we can continue that because it's probably one of the largest rescue events in the nation. And, you know, they've highly promoted that. And we had trainers from Florida to Rhode Island to Connecticut to Texas, uh, people all over the East Coast participating in this this year. Wow. Yeah, I think they had like 2,500 people come throughout the weekend, the three days. So it was a pretty massive event. And um, it's pretty cool to see how many people are coming out to support these rescue horses. And there was a lot of great competition and awesome trainers. And, and it turned out to be some fantastic horse, horsemanship there. Hey, Patrick. So kind of describe to our listeners what the venue was set up like there for all you guys to show your, your horses and, and how you came to the competition. Yeah, and can, maybe can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Just you want me to describe what the venue was like and what the environment was like? Was it indoor, outdoor? You know, how yeah. they have set up? Yeah, so they actually had two big covered arenas out there. And so they had a big warm-up pin, and then they had this one big arena where the competition, you know, took place. And they had, you know, big lights. It kind of looked like you were riding under the lights, kind of like you were dreaming, you know, dreaming of. and. Um, beautifully, I mean, beautiful environment. I don't know if you guys have been to Virginia, but it is gorgeous there. And it was just kind of a cool scene to see how many people come out and, and watch watch us compete and uh, friendly competition and have some fun while we we're doing it. But the barns and the facility was fantastic. And it really was kind of in the middle of nowhere, West Virginia, but it was one heck of a venue. Well, as somebody who is uh, extremely involved with the rescue horse business, uh, industry, I should say, you you just go above and beyond, Patrick. You do so many things across the country for different rescue uh, groups. Can you tell us some of that, that uh, the things that are going on right now? Yeah, of course. You know, so I am heavily involved with the rescue world, and, and I just enjoy giving back because I feel like these horses deserve a second and third chance, and they're just as good as any other horse. They just need that opportunity. And uh, really, in, in the rescue world right now, you see, you see a lot more of the, these events where rescues are putting on, um, you know, events to showcase their horses. And uh, I'm hoping to help that next year, um, but with, through, through some of our next events and try to help bring these rescues to some of the expos and events and showcase where these horses, you know, have come from, but where they can go as well. Give us an update on Gamelia. How should How's he doing? <laughs> you guys want to hear some breaking news? Yeah. All right. Well, it, it's, it's here first. Better Horses Radio is that I actually bred her. So she is 60 days pregnant. And um, she because she went lame and she kind of hurt her uh, left fetlock. And so my doctor recommended get her a year off. So I decided to breed her to one of my favorite stallions. And uh, she will be due in June uh, third, 2023. So I'm very excited and blessed. I've always wanted a gammy baby and uh, I'm excited for the future with that. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you guys.
Well, uh, if you if you guys are listening and you don't know what we're talking about, his horse Gamilia is a uh, Arabian horse that he rode across the country, uh, bridleless and bareback for the better part of the whole event, and uh, she's just beautiful. And as uh, Chris Cox uh, always said about the whole deal, Jeff, you can repeat it pretty good. He says it doesn't scare me that Patrick's riding all that way without a saddle. He said, it really doesn't scare me that Patrick's riding all that way without a bridle. What scares me is Patrick's riding an Arabian. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> but she's an awesome horse and uh, but very well deserved of her year off. And it'll, we'll be excited to see her baby next spring. Me too. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to give us updates on that. That sounds like an exciting thing. Yeah, I'm planning on making that announcement here to the world uh, next week. So you guys are heard it first, and I love you guys, and y'all are family, and what you guys do for the horse industry is phenomenal too. And um, I'm just blessed to be here. We're blessed to have you on the show. Absolutely, for sure. I want to send everybody to this website we're talking about. Uh, the Appalachian Trainer Faceoff. It is AppalachianTrainerFaceoff.com. You can see all the horses. Uh, it's just amazing. Some of the horses that went through this competition and some of the trainers as well. It was a big event. And we are going to follow this along and try to be up to date on it next year before it happens uh, because I'm just impressed with this. I didn't know anything about it. And, you know, I had somebody ask me one time about the radio show and they said, aren't you guys going to run out of stuff to talk about? we have not run out of anything to talk about in four, 13, 14 Amen. years, have we, Ernie? That's right. We love doing it. And I'll tell you what, uh, we, we love uh, being able to talk horses. Like I said, uh, I tell folks, if this was a uh, uh, fishing show, we would run out of things to talk about. But it's uh, so great to talk to you folks about horses. That is right. Thank you, Patrick, so much for coming on today. And um, you guys go to his Facebook page. He's got one under Patrick Sullivan. He's also got one under Gamilia Unbridled. Uh, you can follow along with him with all the things that he's doing. It's pretty cool. He keeps us posted pretty often. And we love following along with you, Patrick. Great to see you, Patrick. Great to see you guys, too. And I got a new horse that just came in from the rescue. And you guys will want to follow along with her because she sent somebody to the hospital here not too long ago. And we're going to try to make an impression with her. It will be good. That, that's, not, that's encouraging. You can do it. If anybody who can do it, you can do it, Patrick. <laughs> well, thank you. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hey, you guys, we're, we're having a great show. We've got another segment left. Um, we're going to, we've got Ron here. He hasn't clicked in yet uh, with his microphone. Um We've been waiting on him, as we told everybody ahead of time. Ron, can you hear us? I can. And, you know, that interview was so good. I, I didn't want to interrupt it. That, that was a lot of cool stuff there. I, I wish Patrick was still on the line, because if the qualification is a horse that sent you to the hospital, he could just pick anyone out of my pasture. And uh, it would qualify for somebody who probably needs his training program. Well, he's still here, so he heard what you said, and he's wondering which one you want to send him. <laughs> Just go pick one. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back in just a bit. No matter what discipline of riding you do, training, showing, and everyday stress is hard on your horse's legs. 
Decra Veterinary Products is a leading lameness company that brought you Osphos. Osphos is a quadrinate injection, an intramuscular bisphosphonate to help control the clinical signs of navicular syndrome in horses four years and older. Ask your veterinarian if Osphos is right for your horse. Decra Veterinary Products is a proud sponsor of The American. Hi, I'm Dr. Dylan Luter, a specialist in equine performance medicine at the Kansas State University Veterinary Health Center. Our new service focuses on lameness diagnosis, advanced imaging, physical therapy, and regenerative medicine for horses with injuries preventing them from performing at their best. We can treat a variety of conditions and design a customized rehabilitation plan to meet the needs of each client and their horse. Visit us at ksvhc.org, the Veterinary Health Center, to discover, to teach, to heal. John Deere is known for quality equipment. This quality has created a perception that John Deere is more expensive than other brands. But high quality doesn't mean high price. The truth from buyers in our area is customers who have purchased a John Deere compact utility tractor saved more than $2,000 when buying from Heritage Tractor. Dare to compare us before buying. You and your wallet will be surprised. Nothing runs as long as a deer, and we'll prove it with our exclusive 10-year warranty. Visit heritagetractor.com slash compare to learn more. It's time to fall into forage and save. Stanley Premium Western Forage is offering one of the biggest promotions of the year. Buy any three Stanley products and get $5 off. Stanley Premium Western Forage offers the highest quality premium forage from the Western United States. During the summer months, Stanley's farm employees carefully nurture and harvest their fields to make sure the forage meets their product specifications and exceed your quality standards. Winter is coming. Get prepared now with the help of Stanley Premium Forage. Visit stanleyforage.com coupons to download your coupon now. Stay cooler this summer by entering Merck Animal Health Sizzling Summer Sweepstakes for a chance to win an Arctic Summer Cooler. This soft pack cooler from Arctic is lightweight and durable. Take it anywhere, from a camping trip to the horse show. The cooler is leak-proof and insulated to keep your drinks cold for up to 24 hours. Enter before August 31st, 2022 by going to merck-animal-health-equine.com slash summer-sweepstakes. Again, that's merck-animal-health-equine.com slash summer-sweepstakes. We're here for the hardworking, the resilient. We're for the people who measure their days by what needs to get done, not by hours. Where kids learn responsibility at a young age and generations work side by side. Where work doesn't pause for holidays or bad weather, it just gets harder. Where value and hard work means more than the clothes you wear. We're Kleinschmidt's Western Store. Higginsville, Missouri. It's time to go with United Mosquito and Fly Control's premier fly system for fly control in your barn. Providing relief for horses from the stress of fighting flies. and also makes a barn more pleasant for everyone in the barn. Easy, effective, and safe. With United Mosquito and Fly Control, we provide a full service. You as the barn owner don't have to do anything. We go everywhere and take care of everything with our friendly fast service. Call today at 913-558-3814 or email paul at unitedmosquito.com. If you're passionate about the environment and your horse's bedding, we urge you to look into WRG Eco Shred Bedding. Made from clean, recycled, corrugated cardboard, Eco Shred provides absorbent, biodegradable animal bedding, vacuumed out so it's dust free and highly absorbent. Eco Shred Bedding is made from recycled materials, perfect for horses and small animals. Save the environment and order the finest bedding for your barn. Go to NebraskaWRG.org or call Heartland Horse Products at 620 637 2455. Hey, we're back. 
back. Thanks for listening to Better Horses Radio. I'm Ron McDaniel. I'm Ernie Rodina. I'm Jeff Dawson. And I'm Don Dawson, and we've had a great time today, and we did get Ron just at the end of the last segment, and we're glad you showed up, Ron. We know you're traveling, and you're having some struggles with internet, but we're glad you're here today. So, Well, I love being with the Better Horses family, not just the listeners, but what a treat. And when I heard that uh, Jeff was going to guest host today, I had to get in on a little bit of that. He's uh, one of my favorite parts out there, and I like listening to him, whether he's singing, reciting poetry, or guest hosting. So glad I could jump back in. Well, we're well, glad you did. Glad to have you on. Hey, we got a lot of fun things coming up, uh, and uh, I know we're going to talk about some of those, but maybe before we talk about what's coming up, Jeff or Don, could you give us a recap on the Eureka Rodeo? Wow, that I tell you what, that Eureka Rodeo, um, they have a, a committee that is dedicated to the max. Um, we got to go up in the turf room, VIP room, um, food. Uh, drinks, uh, service, um, everybody's so excited to be doing what they're doing, just fed that rodeo and took it to a, another level. It was something like I'd never seen. And of course, at an old racetrack like that, you know, the racetracks in front of the grandstand and then the rodeo arena kind of resembled a mini Cheyenne. So it was really good. Well, I'm glad you guys got, got to go. It's on my bucket list for next year and and uh man you kind of hit hit upon a theme there jeff you know better horses radio ernie has always said he wants everybody to bring their their horse experience up to the next level and it sounds like the folks at eureka have done that with their rodeo i want to give a big kudos out to jamie nelson he has just uh done an amazing job as chairman of the committee and and getting everybody the whole committee the whole town of eureka has just we drove that we've we go to eureka on a regular basis and have driven by the racetrack and we just almost cry when we go by because it's so sad how it has dilapidated and weeds everywhere and nothing's been taken care of and we pulled in there friday night and we're like oh my gosh can you believe this it looks brand new they turned it around like you cannot believe and i'd really like to get jamie on in the next week or two and see uh what his thoughts were on it and how their numbers finally turned out but saturday night was a huge crowd and they just did an amazing job isn't well, that exciting don i mean that's yes it's so exciting what they're doing down there yep yeah bet it is and ernie speaking of exciting talking about what's going on in the past i know you have been a huge supporter promoter and, and really helped get the word out about the uh, Kansas slide coming up. Don, tell us a little bit more about that. Well, uh, Ernie's been a big part of the Sunflower Slide every year from day one. He's the original organizer of the Sunflower Slide, Kansas Reigning Horse Association, Sunflower Slide, which is September 17th or September 16th through the 18th. Uh, 2022. Right. I, they, I, everything pops up with the 2021 on when I go to internet all the time, but it's as... <laughs> September 16th through the 18th this year. You'll get a chance, Don. The people will get a chance to see some of the top reigning horses in the country, in the area, you, you name it. But it's going to be a great venue for reigning horses, the ultimate uh, when it comes to being a broke horse. And excited to be down there and want you all to join us. They, I think if I'm correct, they got over $20,000 uh, 
uh, added to this raining in in uh, uh, Topeka, Kansas. It's going to be huge. If you want to see great horses, great horsemanship raining, you want to be there all for the raining show. And if you're in the market to buy a young horse and uh, get one ready for future competition, that same weekend is the Ride Prosperously sale. Uh, that's the Agape Boys Ranch sale where they're going to be selling uh, two and three-year-old horses that the boys have been riding for nine months now. Uh, they'll show the horses on September 16th. The sale will be September 17th. That's in Stockton, Missouri. And then you can leave from the sale and head right over to Topeka and spend your Sunday at the uh, Sunflower Slide Show. So that's going to be a big, exciting weekend. And uh, uh, we hope all our folks can take advantage of one or both of those. Ernie, we're coming up on that. That I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dawn. I was just going to say real quick, they've already got the horses online, so you can go to agaperanchministries.org and see the catalog right there. Boy, that, yeah, thank you for mentioning that, because that's a great way to see what they've got. And even if you can't attend in person, you can contact them and uh, place some phone bids with them as well. So, well, Ernie, we're at that time of show that, uh, gosh, all of us think comes way too fast. It is. I tell you what, I just want to tell everybody, just love you being a part of the Better Horses Radio Show. I look forward to it every week. It's that time I hate each week. I want you all to be good buckaroos. Mind your moms and dads. Be brave, but don't take any chances out there. Find that person you know and love. Tell them you love them and, and treat your neighbors great. Your family, uh, as far as don't forget your family. In fact, I look at it, we're all family. Who are we talking to, Ernie? I don't know who. Uh, we're talking. <laughs> we're talking to Connie. Talking to Brent. Ron, you got anybody? Yep. Uh, we're talking to all our friends out there that are listening in the Better Horses family and network. That's right. Until next week, I'm Ernie Rodina. I'm Ron McDaniel. And I'm Jeff Dawson. I'm Don Dawson. Happy trails. And be sure to ride for the brand. Mm-hmm.